and welcome to episode 15 of the Fantasy Football All-In Football uh, podcast show. I'm your host, the FPL guru, Alex Rex, and joining me today is Scott Williams, all on his Todd. Scott, how are you doing today? I'm all right, yeah. Carried, carrying the show, aren't I? But yeah, not too bad, thanks. Not too bad. Here to make everyone feel a bit better about the weeks. <laughs> well, uh, I've got a surprise couple of stats for you, so I'm sure you haven't looked at them, but uh, might make you feel a little bit better about your season so far. So just uh, you, uh, you, you wait and see. But this week, guys, we're going to cover off the uh, the game week that just happened, game week 12. We're going to answer some of your questions, uh, the main talking point being strikers and what we're going to do about them and also the impact of the new managers. Do the usuals of reviewing the game week and uh, and then, yeah, look forward to this game week 13. We're going to do a another podcast, um, try get it out before game week 14. We've got our first midweek Premier League fixtures game week 14 um, and then game week 15 being the, uh, the weekend after. So there's three Premier League games in 10 days. They are things to consider whilst the Champions League is going on tonight, whilst we're we're chatting away. Um, so without further ado, let's review the kings of the game week for uh, game week 12. Tyrone Mings, 15 points. What, what, I bet he's absolutely loved that. Big at the back, done it, hasn't it? Trent, Rudiger, James and Cancelo, 15, 14, 12 and 12. Just stop it, lads. <laughs> Every week at the moment, they seem to be absolutely smashing it. The consistency is ridiculous. Uh, Jose Sarr with eight points in goal. Uh, Mane, Hoiberg and Canos. Then Emmanuel Dennis and Christian Benteke. With, uh, he got two goals, didn't he, um, in, the, uh, in, in his game. Which and, and Dennis got, I think, goal and an assist. So, again, we've got a couple of a right pairing of strikers up top that I don't think any of us really saw coming. I must say, I must say, Ben Teke has been. Um, he gets a lot of chances. He's he he is one I've been looking at. I must say because he does seem to get a lot of chances. He misses a lot, but he does convert some. He does. Um, Den- Dennis is so streaky, isn't he? Dennis, <laughs> I, I, I love it. He's um, yeah, Ben Teke. I think working with Gallagher as well works well. And when he plays with IU and Edouard didn't play this week, did he? We didn't no. start this week. It was um, came on. And Benteke, yeah, he had a few chances. He could have scored a couple more goals. But yeah, it looks, especially in a season this season where strikers are just few and far between who we can even pick. He's definitely somebody to to consider. I think he's only 6.3. I've got that later on, but I'll cover that. Uh, back five in the team of the week for the third time this season. What you'll find, this is an interesting one. Uh, one game week, the game week where Ronaldo and Lukaku joined the game, uh, it was a joint between a striker and a defender who got um, the actual player of the game week. But seven out of the other 11 game weeks, a defender has been the top scorer in the game week. Three times a midfielder and one time Bobby Firmino. <laughs> this one time when he got his hat-trick and did he get a hat-trick and an assist. Yeah, it's, uh, He's the only striker that's actually ever been the king of the game week. So... Big at the back seems to continue to pay off. Um, it's just um, just just the way the Premier League seems to be. Our wing backs. I mean, I know you've got Rudiger and Mings in there because they've both scored, but we more often than not, the defenders are the wing backs, aren't they? Uh, the ones creating the chances. Like we'll see Trent in there. He conceded three goals last week. Yeah. Uh, against against West Ham, and he still made it in there. I think. He did. I think he was in the team of the week last week. He got double figures, didn't he? I think he got 10 yeah. points or something last week. He's, he's just, it's unbelievable. I mean, he had a shot with his left foot at the edge of the penalty area, like, and he was the furthest man forward. The way that these teams play, 
it's 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 crazy. They're just they're, they're so it's so so different to anything that we've had for however yeah. many years beforehand. We've just had that consideration because even with Walker and Cancelo last season for uh, Man City, they, they end up playing holding midfield. You know, like that sort of role when they came out of wing back. So they weren't playing, but they weren't in the other opposition's box as much. It was always was Robertson and Trent. And now next season, I mean, I dread to think how many wing backs are going to be seven million in fantasy. It's just going to be ridiculous. But anyway, let's not put any ideas in fantasy football, fantasy football's head. A uh, few game week stats. The captaincy top 10K was 87.9% for Mo Salah, as usual. Um, and 53% overall, and the rest were all relatively neg- negligible. So um, relatively standard that we had 100,000 wild cards. And I was one of them, which we'll have a look at my team in a bit to see how I got on this week. Um, I definitely thought I'd done worse than what I had done <laughs> when, when I uh, was going through the week and I'd taken out Jimenez and Tony and Rudiger out of my team. <laughs> <laughs> and all of them scored. Can't believe you took him in as out. <sighs> I know, honestly. <laughs> was the advice from all these people I do a podcast with, honestly. Uh, yes, one or two touch on the All In Football Podcast Mini League. So if you haven't joined, join us, do it, make sure you do. And you know, just yeah, I haven't got I haven't got the code on me at this very moment in time because for some reason some weeks I have it and other weeks I don't. But there's an Instagram post with it on, so check us out on the football pod, on the football p on our social platforms, and uh, just uh, to to please uh, Callum Burnett who uh, loves it every week, smash and like the button uh, icon and subscribe to us on YouTube, please, guys. Uh, it helps. Gavin Webb still top of the league, seventy-seven points, eight. 77 points this game, 846 points overall. Gav's overall rank is 9K at the moment. So absolutely smashing it. Uh, it would be his fourth top 10K finish overall he's ever had. Uh, very established manager. Um, and his podcast coming out. Well, he's definitely going to have to come on here and tell us how he's doing it. Uh, the uh, the best result he had in 16-17 was 2,334 in the world. So, well done to uh, to to Gavin Webb. Manager of the week, though. It's us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. that's, that, that's a small victory. Come on. We did it. Come on. 85 <laughs> points. Getting the coveted Manager of the Week prize goes to the podcast team. Well done, boys. Um, yeah. The uh, Read out the team for podcast listeners, Scott. Let's revel in our glory. Yeah, Ben Fosser, um, I believe the second goalkeeper this season to get an assist. <laughs> yeah, One, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? <laughs> it was a wonderful assist. And I'm lucky not to keep a clean sheet against that former United team. Um, yeah, Rudiger, Cancelo, Trent, just like we mentioned already, unbelievable. Liveramento, the one week when you think he's actually going to do all right, he uh, has a poor week. So one point. Salah, 16, solid captain choice. Gallagher, uh, five uh, points from an assist. Son, not doing much, but looked pretty good that second half, as did a lot of the Spurs team. Jota, eight, should have been more. He missed a sitter. Um, Tony, six, uh, lovely finish, could have had more himself. And Wilson, somehow getting one point in that game, uh, which is ridiculous. I will just touch on that now. As, um, I, I like to have a little look each week and have a look at match of the day and see who was the nearly man of the game week. And it was, out without a doubt, Callum Wilson this week in that 3-3 won the game. They had, he had six shots, two on target, five inside the box. He had an um, expected point of 5.1. And as you can see, he got one point. So frustrating as hell for Callum Wilson owners. Oh, yeah. 
Callum Wilson. And and uh, to be fair to you boys as well, uh, we had a d- the debate over who to start, Rafinha or Livramento this week. I chose Livramento and you and Tom both said no, Rafinha, because Livramento, new manager bounce, Norwich felt this sort of game was coming. You were both right. We started Rafinha, then he got poorly. So, right. so he didn't play, did he? Right. He's got one point for Livramento anyway. But it shows the uh, the importance and strength and depth in the bench. Wang and Duffy obviously sat on there as well. Overall rank of 97k now for the podcast team. First time we've broken 100k this year. And that's three green arrows. Uh, in the last four to so three green hours in a row uh, as well since our wild card. So it's great to see that the wild card has, has worked really well for us. And I think we're still excellently set up. We've got enough money this week if we want to go from Duffy to Chilwell direct, if we wanted to do that. Uh, but we haven't got enough money to go to Duffy to, can, uh, to James because Duffy's dropped in price to 4.3. I, I, I didn't see that coming. I always thought we had enough money in the bank, even if James went up one and whatever else, but James has gone up two. He's gone up from 5.9 to 6.1. Um, and then the other option, of course, that we had was uh, to, to start looking at strikers, but we don't know who to choose, really. So my my proposition would be potentially to, uh, to, to look at upgrading to Chilwell at the back. But again, there is a hard number of games coming up, so that's something to, something to debate. Want to... Also, look at my wild card because I was second. I was one point off being manager of the week this week. Um, always a bridesmaid, me. Overall rank 94k. Uh, ended up playing a back five. A Gaiter in goal. Uh, who knew Burnley would score three times? Trent, Chilwell, Cancelo, James, Livramento, Salason, Gallagher, Jota, and Wilson. And then I had Josh King sat on the bench with six points, Wang and Rafinha. Uh, but I'm, I'm I'm pleased with that. 94k, big big green arrow puts me first in a lot of my mini leagues, which is nice. Uh, and also, I'm set up quite nicely to not have to do any transfers this coming game week. Generally, I'm I'm pleased with the team. There's not a player out there at the moment that will I think will end up changing at the end of this week because it always does. There's not a player out there at the moment where I really desperately want them and don't have them. And that's the nice feeling after you've wildcarded when you've got... You know, I watched the, the Chelsea game and even though Rudiger scored and he got more points than Chilwell and James, watching the game and looking at their heat maps, without a doubt, James and Chilwell were the two players to have in your team uh, if you can, if they, as long as hopefully they don't get rotated, of course. But yeah, I'm very pleased with that. Guess who, by default, Sorry, Will. <laughs> is one manager of the week again because uh, we because uh, Tom won it last week. Will Hughes was best of the rest again. So well done to Will. Um, I had a really good look at his team. Uh, he had a small. I want to say let's just view his game week history. I was just about to talk about this. The wild carded in game week eight, which was uh, at, that, at that time he went had a really small red arrow of about eight thousand man eight thousand players. But since that wild card, so very break even on, on the wild card week. But since then, he's had four green arrows in a row off the back of it. Got himself from 779K in the world to 214K overall. That's fantastic. Uh, and it's shown again the strength of a wild card. He's obviously made some really good decisions there to propel himself up the overall rankings. Done. Yeah. Fantastic job. Got to give him got to give him credit. What's this? I tried mince pies at a supermarket. It just popped on my screen then. Uh, yeah, so well done, Will. 79 points. Uh, let's 
also look at the apprentices team because I'm very pr- I'm very proud of Liam. He's made some excellent decisions and he's now he was only one point behind Will with 78 points. He's had five green arrows in a row with his team now and he's gone from 4 million in the world to 1.7 million. So well done Liam. Uh, a few just gentle tips, nothing major, but just a couple of questions he's asked me. I've gone back to him in terms of the right players to, to put in and a few techniques of just taking out your weakest link and plugging your plugging the hole of the player that's really killing you every week. So he, he started the season without Salah, that's what did him. But he's got the Salah, James, Cancelo, Trent, uh, St. Maximum did bits from this week, has to be said. Uh, the the next week link's probably Ben Rama and he obviously can go Ben Rama down to Gallagher very easily. So something like that as well, probably from next week. He's had no keeper play this week as well because there's no point transferring out Batman for, for Foster really when he needs all the points. He, he just need, he need, he needs to save the transfers. So I'm just thinking I did that. I know. Uh, he's a, <laughs> he needed to save the transfers. He's got two free transfers this week. He can use one of them and then he can bank the next one into the week after. He, he asked me what to do. I said, I think that's probably the the, the, the right thing to do. Um, no doubt, obviously, if he'd have put Foster in instead of Batman, he got five extra points. So it, it and it, it was, it would have been worth it because it was a free transfer. Anyway, so not not to not to worry about that, but well done to Liam. Scott. Yo, this is where I wanted to touch on your team because you've you, it's been it's been a running joke between us, hasn't it? Scott brings in a player who doesn't do very well. Yeah. Scott's not having the best week. Things are going against him this season. Well, 76 points this week. Yeah. If we do your game week history, yeah, your start was pretty atrocious. <laughs> wasn't it like it didn't go well no but this week was your sixth green arrow in a row i didn't know that that's good you've gone from 3.2 million in the world to 1.5 ah it's the the comeback trail is well and truly on so six green arrows in a row whereas in your first five game weeks you you only got two and three big reds so yeah has to be said six green arrows he's on the rise i'm getting there yeah, getting there. I made I made a right decision for a change for a Jota, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, it's a it, it was a good decision, and uh, Tom's up to 162k as well. So solid start for Tom. He's had a really good run after his wild card as well. So it's uh, it's proved. It's all. I feel like now in the game, it's all settled down quite nicely. I feel yeah. like it's settled well for us. Uh, and the the managers who are making consistently the right decisions will now start to see themselves climb up the rankings if they're not already near the top. So a manager like Gav, he's already near the top. He'll sustain that rank relatively well. Uh, you know, obviously his aim is going to be. This is this is how close it is. By the way, he's twenty eight points off the top one thousand managers. Nice. That's how close it is. I have 8.6 million managers. <laughs> he's he's that he's 20, 28 points, I think it is, off the top 1,000. That's incredible. So good managers will keep that. And then also players like yourself will continue to climb the ranks and as long as you're making um, good calculated decisions. And there's still absolutely no doubt that you can finish in the top 1% this year with a bit of luck, I believe. So question time. Let's move on to that. Scott, impact of new managers. I wanted to come to you first of all on how you feel Conte's done 
at Spurs and also how probably Dean Smith's done at Norwich as the two I wanted you to, to, to talk about today. Yeah, I mean, I think um, they've made an impact. I'll start with Dean Smith at Norwich, um, a guy that's been out of the game for, what, nine days? Um, <laughs> to be fair, it was, it was, let's not forget, it was coming into a Norwich team that had won a game of football. Um, but yeah, I was just having a look at the stats. Um, set up pretty similar to what they did. They had a horrendous start and they were awful first half, which was well, basically what I'm going to say about Spurs. It's clearly got them going in the dressing room and there was one man blocking through the game that stuck out and he's Billy Gilmore. Yeah. Um, he's come out, Dean Smith, and he says he is vital for Norwich City, which tells me he's now going to be playing week in, week out. An assist and three more chances created in that game. For Billy Gilmore, someone that we did say at the beginning of the season potentially to keep an eye on. Um, say so he has got the talent, but looking at the highlights, he looks on it and he's playing under a manager now that clearly believes in him. So, as an enabler, at 4.4 million, yeah, 4.4 could be someone to look at to be fair, especially if Dean Smith gets him going. Um, and there were more chances created in that second half than any half of football, I believe, for Norwich all season. So way better um similar similar to Spurs anyone who watched the game it was the, the old cliche in football um a game of two halves and it certainly was I don't know what team came out second half but it, they were a totally different team I, I was sat there next to Tom who was obviously a big Leeds fan and I said you've just got you've got a massive 10 minutes here to ride because Conte would have riled them right up and it was it was the truth um I believe uh two two shots first half for them uh, 11 second half yeah, XG, XG of 0 0.06 first half 2.07 second half um, totally different team and I must admit watching it I really enjoyed watching Son, Mora and Kane and I know they didn't really produce that many points but Kane seems to be stopped doing this Getty back into a bloody midfield position yeah, and getting his back. There was a moment in that game where he had his back to goal, I think, and he turned Liam Cooper, and he yeah. got a got a block in. But if Kane can do that week in week out against defenders, he's strong, he's tall, he can jockey. So if he can do that, and I thought I thought Son and Mora looked bright, I must say, and Mora is one I I was looking at this week, um, looking at people around him. Sort of price wise, you're looking at people like Barnes, Madison, Ben Rama, Saka, Bowen. Players that have done okay this season in patches, but no one's really stood out. And six, how much is more? Six point four million. Yeah. I think that's. I think that could be good value. You know, especially if Conte gets them going, um, because he, he is one I do enjoy watching. He's owned by one percent. Yeah, one percent owned. I, I I did actually look at the more of just. I'm not to not to bring him in initially, just because I was just looking at who was playing for Spurs and one percent. And Kane. Just for me, there was one point in that game where he got rolled through to him and he took a touch where normally Kane had hit it first time and then he hit yes. it second time, it was saved. And I was just like, you ne like it's, near it's nearly there, isn't it? Yeah, it was the first chance when it right the first and he, he saved it and put it on the post and then the, yeah. the uh, Melier. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's um, it's just Kane again, someone definitely to watch. Same with Son. If I mean, if you're on him. If you've got them already, you don't sell them. Uh, but also at the same time, I don't know what you think. Because I, 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 I personally still would give them another week. 
Yes, 100% another week. Um, yeah. I, they, they showed enough for me watching that game. Um, second half, where I would. Um, I would I'm would. i even looking at more in myself, uh, potentially yeah. bringing in. Because um, I say he looked bright. They, they all looked okay, I must say. Uh, Brentford at home and Norwich at home next two are so tasty yeah. as fixtures. They're so tasty. I mean, then Brighton, Leicester and Liverpool, you know, obviously not the not the nicest. But these next two games are it's just... I'll say, what am I, I would say I'm, I'm one, one short of that, sorry. That's the two after. Burnley away and Brentford at home, Norwich at home. Sorry, I missed off one of the games there. But yeah, what Burnley, Burnley leaking, let's be honest. They're not being a Burnley team this season. They're leaking. Um, I would say keep an eye on Thursday, Europa Conference League. Number one, see who plays. Number two, see how they play. Because all they need is a couple of goals and they could be flying. And if they play like they did against that Leeds team in the second half, it could be very interesting. Well, this is it. You, you absolutely never know. Um, I think it's someone, someone like Conte, you just you, you know he's he knows what he's doing. Even yeah. if the team aren't looking that great, you know what his intentions are. And don't get me wrong, their second goal was ridiculously lucky. For sure, fell asleep. Regulon ran him, just got hit him and went in. Like it's it's just yeah. one of them annoying goals. But at the same time, that passion and desire to follow that ball in comes from the manager. Yes. And not the not not slating for sure at all there. I'm talking about a positive for Regulon. Um, that following in just makes all the difference, and he's yeah, he's, he's obviously scored a goal there and 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 turned it round. And the wing backs were as expected, getting forward all of the time, uh, in really advanced positions. And Son was playing maybe a little bit more centrally, but it's uh, yeah, I, I kind of if I was picking between Son and Kane right now, which is something that is being talked about in the fantasy community, I'd I, I'd have to say looking at the formation and the way they were playing, I would pick Kane. But at the same time, I'm more than happy being a Son owner right now. So I'd go Mora. You go Mora over over Son and Kane. Yes, to free up funds elsewhere. Ooh, oh, I like that. Scott, controversial. <laughs> uh, we're looking at Villa as well. So out of the new managers, obviously. Sorry, sorry, Claudio. I mean, you won two matches. You actually spanked Man United, and then uh, lost your other three. But out of the the four brand new managers that have come in, they they've had five games. They've got three wins and two draws. <laughs> Amazing. The new manager bounces is ridiculous, aren't they? Yes. Uh, Villa played 4 3 3 as expected. We talked about with Gerard. Uh, Buendia played as part of a front three, which is which is interesting, has to be said. Uh, I think that's probably Leon Bailey's position when he comes back into fit, though. I don't know if Buendia will drop a little deeper. Uh, I really like Ollie Watkins. I just, yeah, maybe not, I'm not talking about as a person. I don't know him, but uh, I really like to, I like to watch him. I'm really happy on him in our draft game. Uh, Crystal Palace away next is a tough game. City, City at home, Leicester at home, Liverpool away. I'm not looking at them at all for the next four games. No. But after that point, they've got Norwich and Burnley. Yeah, Chelsea, but then Leeds and Brentford. They've, they've got four good fixtures in five. Yeah. So they're definitely a team to, to look out for um, moving forward anyway as well. And Newcastle, uh, Tom's man, Matt Ritchie, who's the Mr. Mr. Stats, got an assist and he was finding himself forward quite a lot. Alan St. Maximan and Joe Linton, either side of uh, our favourite boy, poor Callum Wilson. Um, so he uh, didn't seem to get any results. But yeah, Matt Ritchie's definitely one to watch out for. Uh, just one second. Let me just check what Ritchie's ownership is. 0.3% and 4.9 million. So he's a little bit more expensive than would have hoped. But yeah, it, it, again, the, they're all differentials 
pretty much at um, at, at Newcastle. So Maxman, 16.3% selected. Mankio, because he's a four million pound defender, is 8.6. Will, Callum Wilson's 3.2%, and everybody else is under 1% owned for obvious reasons. So options, options. Uh, thanks for that, Scott. This man's been talked about a lot. Uh, for pod listeners, I've just shown a picture of Jamie Vardy. <laughs> so he's been talked about a lot. His form, you ready for this? This is so Vardy. 5 points, 2 points, 12 points. 2 points, 8 points, 11 points, 8 points, 8 points. One, one, two, two. <laughs> since everyone brought him in. A lot of people have held on to Vardy this week because it just didn't make sense to transfer him out for whatever reasons for their teams. And that makes total sense. I get that. That's that's what they're wanting to do. And looking at their fixtures now, Watford at home, Southampton away, Villa away, Newcastle at home. Actually, their next four games look pretty tasty for, for Jamie Vardy. What's your take on him, Scott? Well, I'm one of them people that didn't take him out and held on to him. So my take on it is I love Jamie Vardy as a footballer. And this is a bad run of form, but Leicester are playing bad at the minute. They're not they're not playing the same Leicester City way that we expect. I think certainly last game they really missed Tillman's in the middle of the park. Yeah. Um I think Vardy will come good again. He's not someone that's gonna sulk. Um if you watch the Chelsea game um on Saturday lunchtime, he ran and ran and ran, which you're gonna get with Jamie Vardy, and he closed that keeper down. And another time he gets a block and then he gets a cheap little goal. Um, it's no not a chance I'm taking him out for the next two games. Um, you've got Ronaldo not on form, who I could go to. Bente- um, Benteke, um, Lukaku, do you Belgium? Um, <laughs> Lukaku is on the bench tonight for the Champions League, so easing his way in. Okay. Um, not, not a risk I want to take at the minute because he's potentially not starting and wasn't on form anyway. So when you look at the premium striker options around, there's no one I'm desperately like, wanting to go on to. So I'm definitely giving Vardy a couple more weeks until um, probably that Spurs game maybe if he's not firing on all cylinders if he is I'll probably leave until Boxing Day Fair enough, makes sense you know he can go on streaks Uh, my worry about them is just Leicester as a team, I just Mm. don't think that they've been very good that's the the only thing. And I, it's weird for... I think Rodgers is just going through a little phase with that side at the moment. I don't yes. think they've become bad overnight. It's just yeah. they're obviously having a phase of bad form. I'd like to I'd like to see him go two up top again, like they did last season when they got the form back. Get Ian Nacho back in there, even Daka. Yeah. Um, it, it clearly works better off someone rather than with, you know, playing with the, the attacking midfielders, so... Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. Brendan Rodgers is a class manager. I don't know if they're maybe distracted by the Man United links constantly, but they're probably just going for a bad run. They've got Europe as well, which um, let's not forget they've got, they've had a lot of injuries, um, which has depleted the team. Um, so yeah, he, he will come good, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, in terms of his statistics for Vardy, uh, two goals in his last six. These are all off the last six. Yeah. Um, in terms of... XG, XGI, so expected goal involvement, 1.9 is the statistics. He's been involved in two goals um, in terms of his expected points, 22.3. He's got 22. He, he's basically performing at the level that you'd expect him to perform at. So over the next four games, there are much, much easier fixtures. You'd hope he gets a couple of goals out of those, or at least maybe a couple of assists and a goal, but... Um, 
I think, you know what will happen is everybody will stick with Vardy, who's got Vardy, unless Kane goes nuts against Burnley and then they've got Brentford and Norwich at home and then Vardy's out, Kane's in and <laughs> it's uh, it's where it's going to be or they'll give Vardy two game weeks and then Ronaldo will perform the week after they play Chelsea because they'll just try to get through a nil-nil against Chelsea and try, you know, not capitulate. So the, the next game with Man United's fixture runs absolutely insanely good. So that's what will happen. And if, and if no striker really, really appeals and really goes like it goes big after these next four game weeks, like West Ham's fixtures turn really well. And I, I can see a lot of people turning back to Antonio or, or because he, he, you know what he's like, he goes through phases. I mean, he's been, he's not performed in these last few game weeks in terms of returns, but I know they lost one nil to Wolves last week, but, in, but generally like West Ham are still playing well and scoring quite a few goals. So I can't see Antonio not being involved <laughs> in goals. For which I feel like everyone who's not owned him, whilst West Ham have been scoring loads of goals, is really, really lucky. And that's me. I think that's one of my bits of luck this season. And that's me. I've not, held him up. I've not owned him all season. And that's one of the reasons when Alex showed you the nice start was one of the poor decisions I made at the beginning, not having him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if, if it comes to it, I will not be leaving Antonio out of my team. I will be jumping on him. I um it can't not be involved for forever. Uh, this is the um I'll come back to this list, but this is the list of strikers, and we're going to talk about strikers a little bit more in a minute. But I wanted to, uh, well, we're still going to talk about them now actually, because I want one of the questions I had this week was about Cristiano Ronaldo, and buy, sell, or keep, um, or avoid. Those are those are the questions on what to do with Ronaldo. And these statistics here for everyone uh, who's looking on the YouTube video, uh, game weeks four to seven versus game weeks eight to 12. So Cristiano Ronaldo started off with his expected points, his XG, big chances, shots in the box, shots on target, shots all being massively massive. And this is with a game week less. His performance was way, way above these last four game weeks or five game weeks, eight to 12. Um, but weirdly, he's got the same points, <laughs> the same, same actual goal involvement, which is really weird. But uh, but that's what's ended up happening. And it just shows the demise in the amount of chances. He, it looks like for me, he's been trying to create more, actually, than that to just sort of stand in between the posts and putting the ball in the net, which is what he's the best at, um, you know, being obviously a world-class player. So, I, I, what I would say about Ronaldo is, even though his big chances and his shot, sorry, his big chances, etc., have all been all been down. His shots have been down as well. For, for me, because there's no other massive, like really good striker options, and to spread your money around, if you've got two free transfers, then you could. And, and let's just say, like, let's just say something ridiculous here. You, you haven't got Trent, and you've got Ronaldo in your team. Well, then it's well worth taking even maybe even a minus four to get Ronaldo out, a defender out, and get Trent in. You know, like something like that. It's, it's it's so obvious. But if we're talking about finer changes and tweaks within your team, Ronaldo's fixture on Arsenal, Crystal Palace, Norwich, Brentford. And let me uh, also continue this. Top of the fixture ticket, Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley, Wolves, Villa, West Ham, Burnley, Southampton, Leeds, and Watford all the way to game week 27. Man United fixture run is insane till game week 27 and you'd expect some sort of bounce 
off the back of what's been going on. You expect something to change at the club. And I'm not saying he's going to do anything against Chelsea. They're going to try not to get battered. But after that, you have to see some sort of performance and turnaround, I think. So if I'm... if I <laughs> sorry, sorry, Alex. Um, I, I'm just sorry to keep an eye on the, the game. That was all then. Oh, no, don't. don't, what, don't. What's happened? Um, Ronaldo scored. <laughs> okay, good. I mean, the thing is, I've, I've turned off my notifications because I thought that you would you'd pause the game. So I was oh, like, no, oh. I, I didn't bother. Uh, but you're going to watch it afterwards. Well, no, that's fine. Real time stuff like that. That's amazing news. Get in there. Can I celebrate a little bit? Um, 78 minutes. There he is, keeping Ollie at the wheel. Oh, bless Ollie. I nearly cried when he cried in that interview. I just bloody love the guy. What a lovely man. Um, yeah, so f- for me, he is a whatever you've got him right now. If you've got him, keep him. If you don't, don't buy him. <laughs> That's what I think, personally, for Ronaldo. Scott, any thoughts on that? I was about to go really hammer into this, and then Ronaldo scored, and I'm such a you know streaky person. That I'm thinking about now getting Ronaldo in. Um, no. <laughs> um, no, I'd, I'd think Man United are playing as bad as Man United have ever played in my life, if I'm honest. Um, they're awful. No one seems at it. Um, I wouldn't be rushing to get Ronaldo in, not just because Ronaldo's not in form, I know he's just scored, but none of the players are on form. Fernandez, Greenwood, I know he's not been in the team, but Rashford's come in, not look good. Marshall, whatever. Van der Beek's been given the chance today. When I watched that half of football, you were awful downstairs. Um, Sancho, how much? 80 million, was it, for Sancho? My God. Um, I wouldn't be getting him in because they have looked poor, but Man U will come good if they get this interim manager in as well, mm-hmm. they will come good and you can't keep Ronaldo quiet as he's proven yet again in the Champions League. I still don't understand why they play Van der Beek in a 10. I, I just don't get it. I don't, play, but he plays in a two midfield. He's so boxed to box. He's such an eight or a six. He doesn't really matter. Anyway, that's my, my United run over for today. Um, strikers, generally Scott though, what are we going to do? Strikers, what's going on? <laughs> in the last six game weeks, we've got two strikers that have scored four goals each. Your man, Ben Teke, 6.3 million. He's scored four goals, two in the last game. Josh King's scored four goals in the last... He, scored, he made five appearances in the last six game weeks. He didn't play in game week seven. But three of them were in one game. And the other goal was against the worst Man United team in the last 40 years. So... Well, 35. So he, he's got four goals. Huang with his three. Watkins now with three. Who off this list after this rabble? These are all the players, by the way, that have scored more than one goal in the last six games. So the amount of strikers that have scored a goal in it's 12 strikers that have scored more than one goal in the last six game weeks. It's a tough one because you wouldn't have any... I keep looking at a player one week and I feel like a player has one or two good games, has two or three games off and then has one or two... It's like bloody... Um, what's his name? Watford. Dennis. He keeps Dennis. popping up with like a double-digit haul every few weeks. Here he is. Uh, Dr. Martin, that. One of our friends. He had him on his bench. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, for me, looking at that list, I know, I know he got one point this week, and I know he's plays for the worst team in the league at the minute. But <laughs> it's just Callum Wilson. It just seems it's the eye test. He gets chances every game. They're, they're under a new manager, attacking manager now under Eddie Howe, and he's playing against St. Maxim, who's so good to watch. He's so much better than that team. Um, for me, I would look at Wilson and and or St. Maxim, if I'm honest, because he he does look good. 
But Benteke as well. I, just going for chances created. I know your job as a striker is to put the ball in the back of the net. But Palace with Zaha and Gallagher, they keep making these chances. So for me, I'd look at Benteke as well, if I'm honest. I, and I'm tempted. Com- I completely agree with you. And I think also that after the next four game weeks, I'd be shocked if Ollie Watkins in it, my team. Yeah. I, I think he, as a striker, and I know I mention it every week on the podcast, but Ings won't play all the games in the week or in the week in, in the season, especially even over that busy period. He's just not fit enough. So Watkins will be the main man for that Villa team to score goals. Gerard will want to attack. He'll play. He plays attacking football. I mean, I've only seen him at Rangers. I mean, you can't not play attacking football with Rangers in the SPL. But still, we'll see what happens when he plays some real big teams. But still, for me, when I look at the the striker list on here at the moment, yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I mean, I've got Wilson in my team for a reason. I like Josh King as five point six. I, I like I like him for that in, in this team. But you know. Watford have got Leicester, Chelsea, and Man City as their next three. So he's going to be on your bench, isn't he? So he's your bench player, but yeah. he's he's the best bench striker, the best third striker, I think. What, at five what's what's Tony say? Oh, Everton, Spurs, Leeds. See, Tony, I think looks all right when I've watched him as well. I know it's been weird. Like... Isn't it weird though? Because the goal he scored, but it should have been saved, right? Yeah, but then he followed that one in, and he was offside by his big toe. Yeah. With him and Buemo one. So mm. I just don't know what to make of Tony. I'm biased. I love the guy because he used to play for Scumfort, but um, <laughs> he, he looks bright when I watch him. He looks like he's, I don't know, he looks like he's, he wants to get on the end of chances and he always has a chance or two in him every game, I believe. Um, so he's been in my team and I can't see me potentially bringing him out too soon, if I'm honest. Where is he here? There is, there's Ivan. Can I get that married up? He's at the bottom here as well. So uh, XGI 2.8, only been involved in one. So statistics are saying he should have been involved in three goals in the last six game weeks, and he's only been involved in one. Expected points, 27.2, and he's only got 15. So it's saying that he's due. Yeah. That's that's what it's it's coming across as. And he's, he's, not, gonna, he's not getting dropped, and he's played every minute. You know, it's fi- 540 minutes. He's played every minute. Um, 15 shots, eight on target, 12 of them coming within the penalty area. It's he actually of two and he scored one. It, he's, he's somebody who I think my main thing though is no, no big chances created. Yeah, but when I look, when I look at the guy above him for 0.1 million more expensive, now I'm tempted to get sent maximum for him. I thought you meant, I thought you meant Joe Linton then. <laughs> <laughs> plays every game <laughs> you never know he does today as well oh it's ridiculous um but yeah uh, th- thanks to everyone who sent me in a variety of questions about strikers this week uh rodrigo's up here as well tom was very happy to not to go even though he's, he's flagged um yeah i think I, I'd, I'd agree the, the guy the guys are the best. and i think jimenez looks he, i think jimenez looks good um as well along with huang Again, I think they both look like good players. Uh, Wolves are bottom of the fixture ticket. They've got Norwich and Burnley next two. So great fixtures there. Then they have Liverpool, Man City, Brighton away, Chelsea, Watford, Arsenal and Man United. So it's um, it's pretty scary till game week 22 from game week 15. So the next two game weeks, yeah, great. But they're not a long-term player to come in. And they have Norwich with the new, new manager bounce. Who knows? But yeah, so that's the uh, that's the striker chat covered off. Um, that's my Ronaldo comparison. What a guy! Um, 
We had a question come in from uh, one of our guys, one of our listeners, uh, Callum. Thank you very much. Two time on, you know, you get, you get a couple of shout outs, don't you, with your two time, with your manager of the month, he's the manager of the week. Uh, if you could buy one player now, who would it be? Would you go with um, a mainstay player who's been relatively consistent or somebody who's a differential? So, but what I've, what I've decided to do is change the question a little bit because I think this is quite interesting. If you right now could pick any player in the game, just because I mentioned this earlier and with after my wild card, there's no player in the game right now that I really desperately wish I had in my team that I don't. Is there any player right now for you, Scott, that you really wish you had in your team that is consistently performing every week? In my team right now? Your team, your personal team. Jao Cancelo. Mr. Cancelo. Is, is, is two reasons. No one scores plus that City defence. And my God, he looks frightening going forward. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Um, and they've got West Ham, Villa, Watford, Wolves, Leeds, Newcastle. But is is like I don't, I almost don't care who they're playing. Is like a trend, yeah. and it, it, they might concede, yeah. which they probably won't. But do you know what? As as much as as much of a chance of creating a goal, if I didn't have Trent in, Mans would have been Trent. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I I completely agree with that. And I'm, I'm happy having obviously there's the players in that I've got at the moment with having Dreams and and Cancelo and. You, you could always talk about the double up with with those guys as well at the back. Um, but differential, Scott, a differential player. Somebody, I, I'm, I'm going to go through my options first, and the people who I think are, are probably the ones that stand out to me. And a few of them are on this list in front of us here. And I've got a, the non-penalty expected goals of the players over the last six game weeks, and obviously Salah's at the top. Ben Teke at 2.1% ownership and 6.3 million. He's somebody I'd consider. Uh, I mean, it's, it's dead boring this, but Mane, like if you if you want to go differential, and at the moment we haven't got a load of. If you want to play three at the back, right? Yeah, let's just say you want to go Trent Cancelo and either James or Chilwell. Let's just just do that. Let's play three at the back and go two budget. So you've got Livermento if you have him from before, but if not, then you can go cheaper than him now. He's he's, he's now become that four point six now, so he's not cheap cheap enabler anymore. But if then if you wanted to go with like four in midfield, why not go Salamane, Gallagher, and Rafinha if he was he's doing all right? Someone like Smith Rowe, Maxwell Corne as well. If you want to go somebody who's again a, a differential at six point one, they're they're going to be consistent. You can play five across midfield. I mean, there's plenty of other budget options around that you can get on. Obviously, you can't go Jota because you've got Trent Mane and. Uh, but you can probably even afford Foden and then just go someone cheap up top or even, even, even my next man, Bernardo Silva, 8.7% owned, so a little bit higher, but 7.2 million. But he is, well, his actually of 2.17 in the last six games, but he looks incredible this season. He's always fallen. He's like the city's Gundogan last season. Remember Gundogan went on that ridiculous run? Yeah. I feel like Bernardo's just, he might be just starting that run or something with Bernardo is, is just, I love watching him play. I mean, I absolutely can't stand the blokes who has a blue shirt for Manchester. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm not the type of fan, but he, he just, he, cause he just works so hard and he's so integral to the team. Um, I'm a big fan of Trossard, but he just isn't quite consistent enough. Uh, but I'm a big fan, 3.1% and 6.5 million. Yeah, Maxwell Corne is 2.3% owned as well. And then finally, uh, Jared Bowen on this list. 
at 6.4 million and 3.1% owned overall within the game. Those are my main ones. If I had to pick one, one right now, if it wasn't for the fixtures, it probably would be Bowen. But the, the, with, with the fixtures and the run that they've got, and actually they look quite open. I, mean, I really like Maxwell Cornet. Certainly, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like I like him a, a lot. It's close to him and Bernardo for me, because but Bernardo's just a little bit more expensive. So I would go Corne. It's six point one million and two point three percent owned. After my waffle, Scott, any thoughts? <laughs> I, I usually like to be different, but uh, yeah, Maxwell Corne. Um, we, we've mentioned I, we, we play draft, and I have him in draft, and he's he's an exciting player. If you ever watch Burnley, and like like we mentioned earlier, this isn't a Burnley of old. There's goals in these Burnley games. And actually, at times, they look decent. Um, he's playing off Chris Wood, and he's playing well. Um, and his goal he scored at the weekend, if you've not seen wow. it, give it, give it a watch. Absolute rocket. He don't, and he's it, just there creating chances. And at 6.1 million, he's, I think that's unbelievable value. Yeah. Bernardo's the- good, because Bernardo's Pep's trusted go-to man now, especially with KDB having all these issues. Yeah. Um, he trusts Bernardo and he, he has looked great. And I know um, one of our friends, DC, has got him in his team. Um, and I think that's a good shout from DC because um, he is one of these players. But it's, again, it's one point whatever million, 1.2 million, uh, just a bit too expensive for me as well. Yeah. Um, and you can see there, Maxwell Corne, four goals in his last six games. Only Salah has scored more goals. There it is black and white so yeah i love that question um and that leads us on quite nice i think to uh the w- one of the other quick fires that we've got uh hopefully this is our own it is is bernardo silver the best man city asset so quick fire on this one that was one question that came in this week uh and, and i liked it uh, the answer is no it's Cancelo, oh, and correct. then it's foden but bernardo is right up there right right up there with those two as the, yeah. the best asset but Cancelo is the best city asset done Foden probably second and then it's Bernardo for me any different thoughts on that one Scott nope yeah I'd like to uh to touch on that one but thanks for that question I think it's a, it's a good one and he is definitely in that top three if not around that second uh second amount uh and then the final question was is it is it time to captain a defender and Ooh. this question is for me has just come one game week too soon um and the reason why is you're probably never captaining Trent over Salah in the same game if you because no. they're in the same match. Obviously, they play the same team. Well done, Alex. <laughs> so you're never going to captain Trent over, over Salah. Would you? Salah got 68 points in the last six game weeks, and then it's James and Chilwell with 54 apiece. The, I think, potentially yes. Previously. You, you, you could have done. The, the rotation scares me a little bit. But then with James and Chilwell this week, they play Man United. So maybe, you know, arguably, the, the Man United at the bottom of the, the form t- table, you could you could captain him this week. But with a few of Chelsea's future fixtures, yeah, maybe Watford away the week after. Yeah, maybe. But that's also prime rotation, isn't it? If they've got three games in the space of 10 days in the Premier League. And also, I know James and Chilwell have started tonight against Juventus. So, it, it, debatable, but Leeds at home game week 16, that's definitely an option for them there as well, L- looking at that one. So they've got, it, you're not crazy to. Previously, previous seasons, I'd have said, don't even don't touch it with a barge pole. 
because yeah. it's just it's it's also not that fun because you end up getting kicked by it when as soon as they concede a goal. But when you look at the numbers that they're delivering right now, it has to be said that they are an option in the future. Um, and you're not wrong to consider them as an option. What do you think, Scott? Yes, I agree. Um, yeah, this season more than any, because in the previous seasons, you may be hoping for a clean sheet, whereas, like we mentioned earlier, it, clean sheet's not the end of your game week because these defenders are not defenders. They're absolutely main, maniacs that run up and down the pitch all game and create unbelievable chances. So, um, And they take corners, they take free kicks, uh, they swing balls in from every angle going. It's not ridiculous. I thought about it. I'm not going to say for longer than five seconds about Captain Trent last week, but I did. And he, he, I keep getting tempted. Um, it's just that fear of a Salah assist and then you left the drift. <laughs> it's, the, it's the ceiling, is it? And do you know what? If it wasn't for Salah this season, I think I'd have definitely kept him as Fender by now. Yes, I 100% agree. If he'd picked a knock-up or somewhere a few weeks, I, I 100% would have been going for Trent or even a Reese James or someone like that. Finally, to wrap up, Scotty, fixtures for this week that are coming up. Um, it starts off game week, 12.30 Saturday, so uh, deadline is 11 o'clock on Saturday. Arsenal against Newcastle with the early kickoff. Is there Are there any fixtures this week that make you think about captaining anybody else other than Salah against Southampton at home? No. Yeah, and uh, like, like, let's not drag this out. There's, there's nobody else here again for me. I'd love to say Leicester, but they're not on form against Watford. An informed Vardy a few weeks ago, maybe. Yeah, but, I, but, exactly. No. I couldn't have said better. Five weeks ago, I'd have thought about, I'd have probably kept some Vardy this week. Well, maybe I wouldn't. I'd probably kept some but I'd thought yeah. about it. Um, but yeah, but we'll draw it to a close there. Scott, thank you ever so much for joining me this week. Thank you ever so much for your questions. Please like the video and subscribe to our channel. And uh, please follow us and comment on our posts and give us some feedback on All in Football P and All in Football Pod on Twitter. Instagram and also TikTok. Thanks very much for joining me today, Scotty, and uh, hopefully we'll welcome Tom back next week. And uh, yeah, bye for now. (laughs) 